Here is a sermon that was preached by Pastor Ballin in one of the Sunday morning services. You can turn with me to Romans chapter 8. I want to read a couple of scriptures from Romans chapter 8. Let's read Romans chapter 8, verse 37. Here Paul says, Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. When Paul writes this chapter, especially Romans chapter 8, he was trying to teach about the difference between the spirit and the flesh. The difference between the law and the grace that was found in Christ Jesus. He was also mentioning about carnal-minded and spirit-minded. As he, you know, continued to write this chapter, at, at the end of this chapter, he says, Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. And this morning, I would like to title my message as More Than Conquerors. More Than Conquerors. As we read in Romans 8, 37, Paul is saying that we are more than conquerors. Means we are overcomers. You know, when Jesus called us into this Christian life, he did not call us, you know, to be buried in our own troubles. He did not call us to be buried in our own sins. But instead, scripture says, he called us as overcomers or as conquerors. Now, if I can give a highlight of Romans chapter 38, probably this is what I would like to do this morning. I want to differentiate, or I want to talk about the bondages that we carry in our lives and the freedom that Christ Jesus is offering to us. You know, as we know, Jesus Christ died at the cross. When he died at the cross, it was not just an ordinary death, it was a death that is so required for our deliverance. People in their lives, they were living in their sin and they were living in death. But Jesus, since he died at the cross and he sent the Holy Spirit and the Spirit has an ability to revive our lives. You know, when we say we are dead, we are dead in sins. When we live on this earth, we see sin around our lives. The moment sin touches our lives, death comes you know, into our lives. And that life, we cannot continue to live as dead. Dead things won't live. When sin enters into our lives, we are dead. We are spiritually dead. We may walk around, but we may be walk around, walking around as a dead bodies. That's what scripture says. Because there is no life in us. Because of sin, the life within us is taken out. And when Jesus gave his life for us, when he died at the cross and he sent the Spirit of God to this earth, the Spirit of God comes into our lives. And when we ask for his forgiveness, 
Jesus forgives our lives, our sins, and the Spirit of God renews, generates, regenerates our lives. So our life comes again. So Romans chapter 8, Paul is very clearly talking about bondages versus freedom. Couple of bondages that Paul is listing down there, and he's also talking about the freedom that we see there. He's talking about law of sin and death. Law of sin and death in the Old Testament. Anyone who sins, he need to be punished. He need to be punished. That's what the law says. So many laws in the Old Testament, they were required to, for, they, they were all written towards punishment, even to death. Law of sin and death. But Christ Jesus gives us freedom through the law of spirit. And Paul talks about carnally minded is death. You know, when we allow our flesh to control our lives, that we are, our lives are eventually taken towards death. That's what scripture says. But Paul also says spiritual being spiritually minded. Carnally minded is death. Spiritually minded is life. And he says that our body is dead because of our sins. But God gives us life through the Spirit of God. You know, this morning I want you to understand the difference between the life that we live and the expectation of our Lord Jesus Christ from each one of our lives. He talks about spirit of bondage. You know, when we live in sin, Scripture says the sin has an ability to make us slave to sin. You know, sometimes we sin. And then when we can come again, confess the sin and ask God to cleanse us. But when we continue to do this sin, sin overpowers our lives. And we lose our ability to come out of that sin. Even if you do not like, we end up in doing that same sin over and over again. Sin, spirit of bondage. But Christ Jesus came to give us spirit of adoption. Spirit of adoption is an acceptance that God shows when we go and stand in front of him. The spirit of adoption. He talks about slaves of sin. But Christ Jesus came to this world and he gave us life so that we become children of God. We become heirs of God. We become even co heirs of Lord Jesus Christ. We have an ability. We have an authority. We have permission to inherit all the blessings that scripture is talking about. He talks about the sufferings of the present age. The suffering of the sufferings of the present age is not worth to be compared with the eternal glory. We all go through sufferings on this earth because of the original sin. We all go through difficulties on this earth because sin is found in this world. If the sin is totally removed out of this world, you know, we'll not have any trouble. And but that's not going to happen in this world. We have all the natural calamities. We can see all the disasters. We all see things, unwanted things happening to our family, to our lives, and to our fellow brethren today just because of the sin that we see around. Where sin, you know, multiplies. The grace of God departs from that place. And we see death everywhere. We see the punishment of God at times coming upon this land. Sufferings of the present age. He also talks about the creation. It's not only human. Scripture says all the creations are under corruption. All the creations are corrupt already. And scripture says these creations are waiting. They are just waiting for their redemption. You know what? When Lord God comes back to this earth. 
When he establishes the thousand years reign on this earth, it's not only we going to rejoice, even all the creations are going to rejoice on that day. All the entire creation of God is going to benefit. God is going to rejoice on that day. The creations are groaning with pains, with labor pains. Lord God, when do you come back to this world? When do you come back to this world? Paul talks about our weaknesses. And during our in our weaknesses, he says, Spirit of God is right there to help us. And Paul goes on and he says, We are contempt because we are sinners. We are contempt to death. But God justifies us. You know, that's what exactly happens. Every time when we come into the presence of God, we are contempt to death because of our sin in our lives. And when we come and stand in the presence of God and call upon His name, Lord Jesus, He looks into our lives through the blood that was shed at the cross. And when God, Lord God, looks our lives through the blood, He can't see our sins. Because the blood is preventing our sins to be seen by the Father. Otherwise, you, cannot, you and I cannot stand before the Father because our Father is holy of holies. He's the holy God. Nobody can stand in front of Him. But when we come into the presence of God, the blood of Lord Jesus covers us. Lord God sees our lives through the blood, through the redemptive work that Jesus did at the cross. Paul is saying, God justifies us. And Paul says, in this world, everybody is against you. But God is for you. If people are against you, you don't worry about it. Because God is for us. Who can be against us when God is for us? Children of God, you and I are living a life on this earth. And we need to have that assurance that God is for me. Nobody can be against me. And finally he says, all these bondages that we have listed here, they're all trying to separate us from Christ. May it be sin, may it be sickness, may it be opposition, may it be corruption, may it be weakness. All these are trying to separate us from Christ. But now Paul says, because of the precious work that Jesus did at the cross, because you are walking by spirit, you are not walking in your flesh, and Spirit of God is here to help us in our weaknesses, you are more than conquerors. You are more than conquerors. And this morning, I'm here to tell you, children of God, you know, at times we feel that we are living under bondage. But this morning, God is telling us that we are more than conquerors. We are overcomers. What are the bondages the Word of God is talking about? You know, I have listed a couple of them here in the next slide. As we read through Romans 8, sometimes even at times as believers... We are not experiencing the freedom that Christ Jesus wants us to experience. At times even we are living in bondages. Now I just want to you know, go through this list quickly. Number one is sin. Number one is sin. You know, sin is not done by ungodly people. Not only done by people who are outside the church. Sin is also done by people who are living inside the church. Sin is also done by people who are anointed by the Holy Spirit. You know, sin is part of our lives because as we are living in this world, you know, we are corrupted by sin. At times, we yield our lives towards sin. And what is sin? Scripture talks about it. How do we know whether it's something is sin or not? We know because we have Spirit of God within us. And we do something which is not godly. The Spirit of God prompts us. 
Nobody can deny that. I do not know whether it is a sin or not. I end up in doing this because I do not know. No, you cannot say that. Because we are all, you know, we have Spirit of God living inside. And the Spirit of God tells us, my son, my daughter, this is not right. This is sinful. And if you continue to live in sin, Scripture says we become slavery. We become slaves to sin. Sickness. Sickness has an ability to keep the believers under bondage. Have you come across people who are living in sickness? Have you come across people who are living in sickness and they think that there is no cure for that sickness? It has an ability to keep our lives under bondage. And when we yield our lives to that bondage, when we live in that sickness, whatever we try to do, we will try to, we'll just come circle around that sickness. It will not leave us to do anything. Bondage of sickness. Bondage of debt. You enter into a debt situation and it has an ability to pull you further towards. And within your knowledge, without your knowledge, within an year or two, you are so deep into the debt. The bondage of debt. Traditions. Some of the traditions, you know, we give our lives to. We don't turn back and question, why do I do that? Why do I do that? Now, I want to do that at some point of time. Why do we sing four songs in the morning, Sunday morning? Why do we need to do that? Why do we start singing? Why don't we start preaching in the beginning? Why do we do that? If there is no reason for doing it, it is a tradition. We don't want to do that. Tradition, we become slavery. We, become, we are under bondage of tradition. Bondage of law. We define certain things and always we just want to be within that. There is no freedom. There is no freedom. How many believers, how many churches are not given freedom by the pastors? They want to keep them under their control. They just want to draw the line and that's where they need to be within. They are not allowed to go to another meeting. They are not allowed to go to another church. They are not allowed to go to another, listen to another, uh, another sermon from the internet. They are not allowed to even look at and salute some other believer. I know a church where the church was taught very clearly. When you come to church, do not speak to anybody because the devil will come along with you. I don't think devil will come to church. Maybe. In Jesus' days, even devil wasn't there inside the church. So they say that do not speak to anybody. Do not look at anybody. I have people in my own family. They don't talk to anybody. Law, bound by traditions and law. Bound by people. You know, some of us are afraid of people today. Friendship. Now, friendship has an ability. I'm working with a couple of people. I find that the, the friendship has become a bondage there. Can you come out of this friendship? Can you come out of, why don't you want to continue to live with this person? Can you come out of this person? You need to, it's time that you need to start living separately. No, she's a good friend. He's a good friend. Your friend may be a good friend. But remember, as long as you have continuous relationship, touch with that friend, they will not allow you to do anything for God. And I ask her, why you are not praying every day? She says, when my friend is there at home, I can't pray. Do you pray in tongues at home? I can't pray because my friend is there. You know, can you imagine how, how much you are living in bondage? Because your friend is a good friend, but you lost your freedom to live for God. And I asked her, 
your friend you know is able to do everything that she wants to do and what about you why we are not able to do then that person sits and realizes yeah that's right she goes to church she goes to temple she does everything that she wants but i am not able to do i said you are bound you are bound we are bound by our friends at times pains and sufferings have you seen come across people who are suffering with pain of arthritis years after years they are not able to do anything else they are bound failures sometimes even we are bound by our failures negativism you know there are many negative things going on within us things about our lives it doesn't allow us to move forward we are bound by those things doubt fear worry these are some of the bondages that we live with and this morning god is telling us you are more than conquerors you know as long as we are bound we cannot do many things you know many times we are bound in sin our sin and our sicknesses in our debt condition in our financial struggles and sometimes even we are afraid of people as long as we are bound our time and effort cannot be used for god it is good to have that people around but there are times you need to get out of them because they are not allowing you to serve god it is good to deal with that individual but at times you need to get away from him because this presence is affecting you to serve god it is very important you know how we need to just walk in freedom if we are not walking in freedom we cannot do anything for god we cannot do anything for god scripture says we are not fighting with flesh and blood at times if we look into our lives from day to day every day from morning till evening fight with flesh and blood we start with our children in the morning send them up pack them up to home then you rush to work and at the end of the day fight with flesh and blood and here bible says our fight is not with flesh and blood he wants us to fight with principalities authorities powers of darkness why to pluck out the souls to redeem the souls and god wants us to be used in his kingdom and we cannot do anything effective as long as we are bound god wants us to conquer god wants us to overcome god wants us to subdue everything for the sake of god scripture says we are more than conquerors bible teaches that we are overcomers we are victors no one can stand against us no one can you know stop me doing this i will continue to do this no matter what happens you know think about the lives of missionaries they went into the jungle to preach the gospel you know they were not afraid of the people they were living they were not afraid of the kind of lifestyle that in that nation but they went nothing could stop because that's what paul says when god is with us who can be against us let's turn to first john chapter 4 verse 4 first john chapter 4 verse 4 here john writes you are of god little children and have overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world you know many times we forget the devil brings a huge picture of the things of this world and puts that in front of you and when you look at that we are so afraid we are so afraid but god is telling us this morning the one who is in us is greater than the one who is in the world we are not called to fight against flesh and blood and this morning i want to talk about how do we conquer or how do we overcome there are four points that i want to share with you before i close number one expecting god to change us 
Now, when we are challenged, when we feel that we are under the bondage, how do we come out of that bondage? How do we overcome? Number one, expect God to change us. Number two, expect God to change the situation. Number three, expect God to prioritize things, reprioritize things in our lives. Change our focus. And number four, submitting to the will of God. Can you just repeat this after me? Number one, expecting God to change us. Number two, expecting God to change the situation. Number three, prioritizing or changing focus. Number four, submitting to God's will. How do you expect God to change me? How do you expect God to change us? You know, most of the time, we create the bondage within ourselves. We don't need, need any external factors, but we create a bondage within ourselves. Sometimes it may be our attitude. Sometimes it may be the way we behave. The way we think. The way we perceive. They create a bondage within us. But they are not true. They are not true. I want you to think about this morning. How many times, my life too, how many times I think that this is what it is. But actually, when I face the situation, that's not the thing. We, we imagine, we think about people. Probably that's how he is, that's how she is. But actually, when we have an encounter with that person, she is not that kind of person. He's not that kind of person. Our perceptions, our attitude. And at times, we think that, you know, only I'm going through this struggle. The moment we think that, oh, this struggle is just only for me. The moment we think that, we get into that bondage. That overpowers us. The thought overpowers us. At times, you know, we are even good to take blames for which we are nowhere responsible for. How many times we take blame for those things? It all happens within us. We think that, oh, maybe it's, it's my mistake. Maybe I went wrong in that situation. And we are nowhere responsible for that. And we can't do anything about that situation. Unless God interferes in that situation, we don't have any control about it, but we take the blame. And we feel guilty within us. And this morning God is telling us, these things will take us into bondage. At times we try to handle things alone, we don't want to share with anybody. We try to do things by ourselves. We don't even ask for prayer support. We fail to seek out for help. God is asking, we need to just walk in that freedom that God is giving us. At times even we forget about God. We forget about God. We take it as a big problem on our shoulder. But knowing that we cannot do anything about that problem. We don't have an answer for that, so that, that issue. We know only God can do something. But still we carry that as a big issue in our lives. The bondages which are created within us. And we need to expect God to change our lives when we want to come out of these bondages. God expects us to change, to take place within our ourselves. I want you know, to think about this parable that Jesus spoke. Someone who is lost in the kingdom of God. Jesus gave a comparison to a younger son and an elder son. The younger son was a prodigal son. He came to his father, father, divide my inheritance, I just want to go away from home. And he took all his share, shares and he went into the other nation to party and spend all that he father gave with, with his worldly friends. And at the end of it, he did not even have food to eat. 
And he, then he realized, probably I'll go to this owner. He has a you know, lot of swine. And he went there and he said, I want to be a servant. I want to take care of your swine. And then eventually that job was given. And he was eating the food of the swine. And scripture says, when he came to himself, when there was a change in his mindset, he realized that he is in their bondage. He realized, even in my father's house, there are servants and they have bread to eat. He came to a realization. You know, many times in our lives, we are under their bondage because we don't really realize what is going on there. God expects, God wants us to change, bring that change within us. Sometimes it may be just, you know, unforgiveness. It may be the bitterness that we carry. It may be something that, you know, we do often without our knowledge. God wants us to come out of those things. Those bondages are capable of keeping under us under slavery. God wants us to make positive confession. God wants us to say, I'm a child of God. I have an authority to overcome this. I can do all things by Christ Jesus who strengthens me. You know, I am covered by his precious blood. I have an authority to walk in that situation. I don't need to be a slave or slave in that situation. You know, God wants to bring that change within our lives. God wants us to do that. God doesn't want us to hide our issues. God wants us to, you know, bring those things to the presence of God and speak the truth into our lives. The truth is we are children of God. The truth is that we are purchased by His blood. The truth is that we are washed by His blood. The truth is that we are anointed by the Holy Spirit. The truth is that we have the power of God in our lives. You know, God wants us to realize that truth and speak the truth into our situation. And the situation will change. Number two, expect God to change the situation. Number one, we talked about the changes that we need to make within us. Number two, expect God to change the situation. God wants us to conquer by trusting in Him. You know, <clears throat> some of our lives are bound today. But it is not going to be, the ever, not going to be ever, far, ever the same. God is capable of changing our situation. You know, this is the fact, this is the truth that you and I need to have in our lives. You know, at times I feel that, Lord, I am bound with these few things in my life. When do you change my situation? You know, at times even we feel that, Lord, we are bound with sickness. We are bound with, you know, so much is going on in my family. We are bound with so much of uncertainty things happening. Things are not very certain how things are going to end in our lives. We are bound. All the time when we sit for discussion, our discussion will just revolve around that. Anytime, you know, at times we are bound with the issues of children. We are not able to handle children. Anything, anything you try to do, we will be just revolving around our children. But God is telling us things are not going to be the same forever. I want you to you know, come with me to Exodus chapter 3, verses 7 to 8. Exodus chapter 3, just want to read the scripture quickly. Exodus chapter 3, verses 7 to 8. Here we see Lord God hearing the cry of children of God in Egypt. And this is what scripture says, And the Lord said, I have surely seen the oppression of my people who are in Egypt and have heard their cry because of their taskmakers. For I know their sorrows. So I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptian and to bring them up from that land to a good 
and large land to a land flowing with milk and honey to the place of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Perizzites and the Hivites and the Jebusites. Now God heard their cry for 400 long years. They were under bondage. And this morning we are talking about God changing our situation. You know, the situation is not going to remain the same forever. Because in the life of children of Israel, God decided one fine morning, I will go down and bring them out of the bondage. Expecting God to change our situation. You know, this morning I want you to know, lay hands on these scriptures and pray for the trouble that we are going through in our families. And asking God, Lord, change this situation in my life. But we cannot do anything about it. Only God can do in this situation. Think about Peter, who was in prison. As he preached the gospel, he was thrown into the prison. And on that night, his hands were tied up. His hands and his feet were chained. And the church was praying for Peter. Scripture says, the angel of God went into the prison straight away. And when the angel of God went and he woke Peter up, Scripture says the chains fell down and he walked out. He took Peter out and he went through the first watch, first gate, first guard and the second guard. The doors open and the final door is a very thin, thick, you know, very tall, huge iron door which will open up the door for the, into the city. And Scripture says as Peter was walking, the iron door opened by itself. We cannot do anything at times, only God can do when we expect God to interfere in our lives, bring the change in our situation, God help us to come out of that bondage and we'll become conquerors. Number three, prioritizing our changing focus. How do we come out of the bondage? How can we become conquerors? By changing our priorities in our lives. You know, this morning I believe God may speak to us. Certain priorities need to be changed for deliverance. In the book of Mark, Gospel of Mark, chapter 10, verses 17 to 27, a rich young ruler came to Lord God and he said, he looked at Jesus and he said, teacher, you are a good teacher. And he asked, Jesus asked, how do you know? Why do you say that? And eventually, he said, from my childhood onwards, I'm following, strictly following all the laws. In all the Old Testament laws, I'm following every day without fail. I keep following. I keep following. I keep following all the law. He could not be blamed at all. He was a perfect man. That was his priority. And he asked, how do I enter into the kingdom of God? You know what Jesus said? Jesus looked at him and said, he was a rich man. You go and sell all that you have and give it to the poor. His priority was following the law, but God's priority in his life was to sell everything and give it to the poor. And scripture says that man did, man did not do it. He went sadly. We need to change our priorities in our lives. Otherwise we are bound. He was bound in the religion. He was thinking that he can go to heaven. But Jesus said you cannot go to heaven. Unless you sell everything and give it to the poor. You cannot go to heaven. You know, God expects us to change our priorities at times. When God speaks, we need to be careful to grasp those things and change our priorities accordingly. <coughs> you know, many times in our lives, our eyes are set upon certain things. Our eyes are set upon certain things. Sometimes our eyes are set which, on which we do not have. 
There are many blessings God has not given to us. And sometimes our eyes are set upon those things and we ask, Lord, I need this. But God expect, may expect us to change our focus into the things which are already given to us. We are not blessed like somebody, but we are blessed in a special way. We are not blessed like somebody who is enjoying this world, but we are blessed in a peculiar way. And God expects us to change our focus into those things that God has given to us. You know, sometimes we worry about our children. I think all of us do. We worry about our children, how their future is going to be, how they are going to grow up and come up. We worry about our health. We worry about our finances. But God is telling us, you need to change your priority into something else. We cannot add even an inch to our height by worrying. We cannot add, do anything by doing what we have been doing. But instead, God is asking us, my son, my daughter, it is time to change focus. It is time to switch gears because I want you to be used in my kingdom. You know, I, these two scriptures came in my mind. Psalm 104, 21. The young lions roar after their prey and seek their food from God. Young lions seek their food from God. I did not understand the scripture. The next one. Psalm 147 verse 9. He gives to the beast its food. And to the young ravens that cry. God is giving food to the lions. The lion is capable of going and catching its prey. The raven is capable of catch, finding its prey. How the scripture says, Young lions roar after their prey and seek their food from God. But one thing I understood, these scriptures are written for you and me. If even the young lions and the ravens, if they seek food from God, how much more you and I need to do, knowing that we cannot do anything in this situation. God wants to turn our priorities towards Him. There are things in our lives, they are not under our control. And God wants us to let them go. Do not worry about those things. Do not worry about your children. Do not worry about your job situation. Do not worry about your financial struggles. But God wants us to set our eyes, change our focus, prioritize things in our lives which are of the kingdom nature. When we do that, these lions were taught to do that. These ravens know how to do that, how where to find their prey. But God wants you and me to change our focus unto Him because our help comes from Him. We cannot do anything. We can help the children to grow. But in the future, we don't know how their future is going to be. There's no point worrying about them. Our financial struggle, even if I stand upside down, I cannot add more income to my family. What can I do? I cannot do anything. It is better to trust in God, like the young lions trusting in God. Submitting completely to God and ask him to prioritize and change my focus so that I can be effectively used by God. Finally, we can come out of the bondage. We can become conquerors by submitting to God's will. Submitting to God's will. Submitting to God's will is the best choice in our lives. Now, when some of our dear ones die in our families. I remember one senior pastor, his assistant pastor died in a tragic accident. 
the time of the funeral, this was his message. He was saying, God knows the best for his children. God knows the best for his children. You know the best thing that you and I can do? <laughs> Give it to the will of God. 1 John 5.14 scripture says, Now this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Anything that we pray according to his will, God listens. Anything that we pray according to his will, God listens. How do we pray? When do we pray? When we allow ourselves completely to the will of God. It really matters where we live. It really matters where we work. It really matters where do we serve God. It really matters everything that we do on this earth. And to see whether it is according to the will of God. Submitting to the will of God. By doing it, we can come out of those bondages in our lives. At times, situations may be out of control. We can't do anything about it. At times, we are even afraid of that situation. Things will not change. No matter how much we pray, how much we pray, how much we fast and pray and cry out to God, nothing is going to change. That simply means God wants you to give that to His will. You know, sometimes we pray for people who are about to die. When my father was in the deathbed, deathbed he was 40 days, he was in coma. When I need to leave from that place, I, I know very well, I knew very well that I laid hands on my dad and prayed that, Lord, let your will be done completely, totally. If it is your will to take him, take him, Lord. You know, there are times in our lives we make that prayer completely give to the will of God because situations won't change. Things are out of control. It is better to give completely, totally surrendered to the will of God. Psalm 69 verse 1 says, Save me, O God, for the waters have come up to my neck. That's what David says. The waters have come up to my neck. Little more, if the water rises, I'm going to drown. Now Jeremiah says in Lamentation 3, 4, 54, The waters have flooded my head. <laughs> I said I'm cut off. David says the water has come up to my neck. And Jeremiah says the water is already above my head. What can you do? What can I do in this situation? Only one place where we can hide is the will of God. The will of God is the plan of God concerning your situation. That's the best, best place to be. That may not give 100% healing. That may not give 100% deliverance. That may not assure that you will become a multi-millionaire. But it assures the best for your life. It gives the best for your life. Submitting to God's will. It doesn't mean that we are not caring about it. You know, at times we give it to God and say that, oh, I don't pray about it. I don't really worry about it. I don't really care about it because I give it to God. No, it's not that. Submitting to God's will is expecting God to work in a miraculous way. It doesn't mean that we lost in the battle. We tried all our best and finally we decided, give it to God. No, it's not true. We don't need to do all the battle and all the struggles we don't need to go through. We can even very well give that to the will of God, even in the beginning. Submitting to God will God's will, that doesn't mean that we are lazy, no. But it really means that we are relying on God's providence. God's provision. God's wisdom. 
God's care which is available only for his children we are just giving that to God and ask God to perform in that situation it also means that we are giving our desires to God's best choice we have a desire but i know my god has a desire which is much more better than, better than my desire because his foolishness is greater than my wisdom that's what scripture says his foolishness is greater than my wisdom so his wisdom is enormous i give that to god it also means you know we are not focusing on something which god doesn't want us to focus when we give that to the will of god we are focusing on something which god wants us to feel you know today we are holding on to many things instead of giving it to the will of god so that we are not able to be effectively used by god but god wants us to give those things to the will of god and god wants us to focus on something else that is a priority of the kingdom of god on this earth and this morning god is speaking to us and he is telling us you are a conqueror you are a overcomer you are a victor why do you struggle in the situation that you are in today can we close our eyes this morning the sermon means different things to different people i know what it means to me i don't know what it means to you but you know what the spirit of god is telling you this morning think about where our times and effort is wasted god wants us to be effective in his kingdom God wants us to be used effectively in his kingdom where we are hiding where are we hiding and what kind of excuses that we are saying this morning god is telling you it is time that you need to bring that change within you it is time that you expect god to change your life god has been speaking to you in many different situation that particular one thing that you need to come out of and this morning god is again reminding that to you and it is your opportunity to take the decision and tell god lord that's where i'm entangled today anything i did try to do lord i just circle around it any discussion it is circle around that issue that i go through in my life lord and my time entire time and effort is around that i need a deliverance from that so that i can be effectively used by god expecting god to change the situation there are situations in our lives that are beyond our control beyond our ability as children of israel never they thought because they were there under bondage for such a long time they never thought that they are going to be released they are going to be delivered but you know what god has been seeing their cry god has been seeing their agony the pain that they were going through the same god is seeing what you are going through in your life the same god is bottling the tears every tear drop that comes out your eyes from your eyes you can very well expect a day of deliverance in your life as children of god they were released from egypt we can expect the same god to release the blessing in our lives and bring us out of the bondage god wants us to change the priority in our lives we may be strictly following god we may be following all the laws but god wants us to sell everything and give it to the poor 
what is the priority of God concerning our lives this morning when we do that we will come out of that bondage finally it is better to submit to the will of God because there are so many unknowns we do not know we don't have any idea about it but one thing only one thing that we can realize the will of God and I believe this morning God has spoken to you just can you just give to God give completely your life to God this morning as the word came to you as the spirit of God has spoken into your life I want every one of you to respond to the Holy Spirit right now shall we all just stand for a moment shall we all just stand for a moment before we close I just want every one of you to respond to the Holy Spirit this morning and tell him Lord that's where my bondage is Lord <laughs> I know for sure Lord you did not bring me to this nation for this purpose but today Lord I'm just revolving around that problem Lord God this morning I came to know that Lord you call me as a conqueror you call me as a overcomer but Lord God I'm not able to overcome my situation God wants you to give that to God God wants you to let that go God wants you to completely depend on the will of God God. God wants you to know that there is going to be a time that God is going to release his blessing in your life there is going to be a time that God is going to set yourself free hallelujah whatever it may be this morning can we just receive from the Lord hallelujah shall we just receive from the Lord this morning hallelujah oh we praise you Lord we praise you Lord no matter what your children are going through this morning father I pray for a release Lord I pray for a release in their situation oh God in Jesus name this morning let the situation change. Bring the change into our hearts and lives this morning, O oh God. So that, Lord, we will do what you want us to do, Lord. We will be able to prioritize our life, Lord, according to your desire, O oh God. This morning, Father, we will be able to submit our lives, Lord, to the will of God. Hallelujah. 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 Father, as they make commitments right now, O oh God, you would honor the commitments that your children are making this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We are not defeated, we are conquerors. Nothing can put us down. No sickness, no sin, no work of the enemy, no financial difficulty. Nothing can throw us down. No uncertainties, nothing can put us down because we are conquerors. We are conquerors. Can you say that this morning? I'm a conqueror, I'm a conqueror, I'm a conqueror. I overcome, I overcome, I overcome this morning. Every work of the enemy in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Father, we thank you. Your word is alive. Your word is alive, Lord. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. Precious only Father. We thank you, Lord, for speaking to us this morning. We thank you for encouraging us this morning. Lord, we are not going to walk putting our heads down. We are going to walk straight. We are going to walk looking above. We are going to walk, Lord, the days that are about to come in our lives, Lord. Those blessed days. Hallelujah. We know for we know it for sure, Lord, because you said so. Your word says so that we are conquerors. Father, I pray that you would send our children with this word in their minds, O oh God. Continue to guard these words in their hearts. We, we give you glory in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hope you are blessed by this teaching. Please write to Pastor Balan Swami Nathan at balan at hipm.org. God bless you.